welcome back everyone to another episode of the Young Pyromancers podcast. I am your host, Ezra. I'm Charlie. And we are going to be talking about commander design today and what like mechanics have been filled by commanders or like what what mechanics have been in the past lacked commanders and then wizards designed commanders for them and then we're going to be taking our shot at uh, us the young pyromancers uh card design lab and so we're going to be we designed some commanders and we're going to be talking about those also new bands across formats but before we get there uh let's talk about our first mechanic so why don't we do an overview of how how we did our design process as we created these commanders um sure so uh first off let me just say that we kind of how we did this is we looked at mechanics and we said oh does this mechanic have a commander or does this mechanic or keyword maybe have a a commander that represents it and if the answer to this question is no um we tried our best to try and create a commander that does something like this uh, so yeah, so let's let's get right into it with our first mechanic, Flash. So our first mechanic that we found is Flash. There's no real great Flash commander. There is stuff like Teferi Major Zalfir maybe, but there's nothing that specifically cares about spells being cast at instant speed or spells with Flash. And as we've seen Wizards push this more and more uh, through the last few sets, we're getting stuff like Slither Wisp, Cunning Night Bonder in the last couple of sets um we found that flash is is definitely a mechanic that players like but there's no commander that currently incentivizes you to play cards with flash or cast stuff at instant speed so the commander that we designed is woodwind mistral spirit um so woodwind is a character was a character from woodwind for for all of these we just gave them names that's mostly going to be inconsequential what we're really focusing on here is what the cards do Um, yeah we just um thought of names and names of cards that already existed or rather figures in magic that already existed and we use those names and color identities for these cards yeah so woodwind mistral spirit is one blue and a black for legendary creature fairy rogue Flash, flying, and spells you cast with flash cost one less to cast. And whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, scry one. And our not real commander is a 2-2. So, the idea behind Woodwind is that you're casting spells with flash on other people's turns. So that you get the scry one benefit, and you're being incentivized to play codes with flash because you get that cost reducer i think this would be pretty powerful and if wizards release something like this i would be interested uh yeah definitely i think this card is pretty interesting but i do want to give a disclaimer of um you know these are things that ezra and miles and i have come up with unfortunately miles can join us today but um yep so these are things that we've come up with ourselves and so Seeing as we, as teens who are not part of R&D, are creating these cards, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have any criticism or enthusiasm, um, we'd love to hear it, really. I, I think we're very, very open to suggestions. 
yeah, yeah, this was just our thought experiment for a uh, small mini episode. We're kind of, our, our schedules are kind of getting weird towards the end of the summer, but we wanted to just get a uh, mini episode in because uh, we had to miss last week, and so we just wanted to get an episode out there. But we did do this thought experiment, and we like where this is heading. So, all right, Flash would win Mistral Spirit. Our next mechanic is Scry, so why don't you read our next commander? Um, so for Scry, we have a, a returning face, uh, and returning very common commander that scares quite a few players. Uh, that's Thrasios, and specifically Thrasios Triton Seer. Uh, this new Thrasios is two and a blue for a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. He's a 1-4, and he has the text, Spells you own that aren't on the battlefield have scry cast X, where X is that spell's converted mana cost. Um, scry cast means if you see this card while scrying, you may reveal it and cast it by paying X. Right, so scry cast was a mechanic that wizards debuted in their uh, mystery booster uh, playtest cards. Mystery booster playtest cards, yeah. So those were only in the convention, the Wizards conventions, but uh, they, the Scrycast, they just had a card that was called like Biting Remark, which is three and a blue creature elemental, Scrycast zero, flying it in a three, three. And so we thought this, um, this mechanic is very cool and it gives new value to Scry because normally Scry doesn't give you card advantage, but this Thrasios turns Scrying into your card advantage. Uh, yeah, we just thought that uh, Scrycast is a really interesting um, kind of new way of card advantage. I'm I'm sure we all know that blue doesn't necessarily need card advantage, but I think this is a really interesting way to go, especially with Scry previously kind of being a lackluster effect, uh, except ex except the case when it's Scry one and then draw a card with opt right. or something like that. If it's stapled to the words draw a card, then it is good. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, our next mechanic is haste. We designed Urubrask the Swift, three red red for a legendary creature, Praetor, four four, haste. Whenever a creature you control with haste attacks, Urubrask deals one damage to each opponent. So this is just incentivizing you to play lots and lots of hasty creatures. And the original, while the original Urbrask gave all of your creatures haste, we wanted this one to feel different because Urbrask didn't really give you anywhere to go with the deck. It was just like mono red good stuff. And that's kind of how the original Urbrask played out. And it's all, all, all of the other Praetors are just known as being just absolutely backbreaking when they get played against you. We have stuff like Elish Norn, stuff like Vorniclex. And Jin Gitaxius, and then the um, incredibly the oppressive one. cards. The the one that reanimates things and then makes everyone sacrifice stuff. Uh, I can find that. Uh oh oh um, children. That's children whispering one. Okay, but I like where Urbrask is at now. This one may not be as powerful as our first two that we made, but. I think this would definitely be a thing that something would will be willing to build. Um, 
it might have been better if it was like a two red red for a three three. Maybe that would be people would be more willing to play with it. But I think people would build this. It's just a new new take on keywords. <clears throat> yeah, I think Hellrider is a card that exists. It's two red red for a three three. <clears throat> Excuse me. Creature devil with haste, and whenever a creature you control attacks, Hellrider deals one damage to the player or planeswalker it's attacking. Um, so this is sort of just a five mana version of that. And but it's like triple that because it's dealing to each opponent, which I think is significantly better than Hellrider. <clears throat> yeah, so generally speaking, trying to do cavalcade of calamity type things to your opponents in commander, a format where players have forty life is generally a little less reliable but we think that this is a pretty interesting way to go and i think that there might be a uh, a specific archetype that might really like this card um or even use it as a commander possibly although it does have some good commanders already right goblins okay. goblins <laughs> all right new horizons Uh, yeah, we're we're moving pretty quickly along here, uh, in part because we want to make the uh, episode pretty short today, and also in part because we have quite a long New Horizons here. Yes, um, so lots of stuff been happening in the last two weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, why don't you kick it off for us, Ezra? Alright, everyone's favorite, this product is not for you. Oh, that was, okay. Do you know how to well, make anyways, whale noise? Oh, how, what does a whale? What does a whale sound like? I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> okay, but anyways, um, there's no fetch lands. However, there are some big name reprints, uh, such as the Sword of Mana Crypt, Force of Will, Jace the Mind Sculptor, Bladesteel Colossus, Doubling Season Chrome Mox, Mox Opal, Sword of Fire and Ice, Sword of Feast and Famine, Dark Confidant, Cone Liberated. Mana Echoes, Avacyn Angel of Hope, Imperial Recruiter, Sword of Light and Shadow, Lantax, Cyclonic Rift, Skitherwix the Black Dragon, Stoneforge Mystic, Attractor. I we could go on. There are some big name reprints in this set. Don't get me wrong. But then when you go to Amazon, you're like, oh, let's buy a booster box of this. 24 packs for $250. And everyone is happy. I prefer getting one pack for 100 yeah, or you better. can buy the VIP booster, which is one pack for $100. I mean, if you open the, the Showcase Force of Will, then it's well worth it. But $100 booster pack, booster pack, that's like, this is like, we're getting into scratch-off ticket territory, which is like, <laughs> it's no longer the, it's no longer that you're like trying to open cards that you want, you're just... Because then you'd buy singles. People are trying to open that Mana Crypt showcase, or that Force of Will showcase, or that yeah, the... weird-looking Cone showcase, but whatever. I think the sort of possibility of failure is increased dramatically here. If you get, you know, <clears throat> a Brainstorm and some other cheap card for your two showcase rares uh, in a VIP pack, you're making maybe 20 bucks. Uh, on an 100 buck product losing $80. So I know most people don't expect to make money opening booster boxes, but that is pretty abysmal. Um, really, you know, 20% of what you paid is uh, 
pretty scary, I'll say. But yes, and so there are some other... So besides the big-name reprints, we do have cards that are entering into the $1 range, down from $4, $5 range, and that now, either from being downshifted or just being reprinted for the first time, is finally bringing the price down, which we do like. Now, we would not advise you to go buy this set. It's not a good idea, but... That's not to say we don't like this set because it brings prices lower, which is what we're all about. And so, uh, yeah, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and read some of these reprints that are now moving into budget range that we can put into more and more decks and that we are happy about. Um, well, first off, very, very happy about this first one, Brainstorm. Fantastic card, played in every format that it's legal in. It's um, now like 50, 50 cents now. Uh, I think it yeah. was dollar before, now it's super cheap. So. Now to list uh, a few slightly less important ones. Duplicant, Dread Return, Champion of Lamholt, Disciple of Bolas, Joyra, Weatherlight Captain, Hana, Hannah, Ship's Navigator, Crib Swap, Geth, Lord of the Vault, Springleaf Drum, Cast Down, Everflowing Chalice, Braids, Conjurer Adept, and O Naginata. Yeah. So... Ooh. There are these are a bunch of cards that have never been reprinted. A, a lot of them have never been reprinted. Cards like Cast Down, cards like Everflow. Oh, they've been reprinted but haven't been reprinted in a while. But those cards that were pricey and now are going really cheap. Braids Conjurer Adept is a deck that I've wanted to build for a long time because you can build that deck on a budget. But I've always been like I've I've looked at it, brewing it up, just seeing the four dollar price tag. It's just like. But why? Because it was printed in Planar Chaos as a while ago, but now it's sitting at a nice 75 cents. And then that's just, it's just good. Like Yeah, it's always so fantastic good. to have I can say. cards that people wanted and were just a little bit too high. You know, $4 a card and a 100 card deck, it's $400. It's just too much. But with cards going down in price, down to a dollar, maybe even 50 cents, that's right where we want it to be. And I think that's really where we want most, as many cards as we as possible can be. Um, as long as they're not, you know, super sought after cards. Cards exactly like Braids, they're not necessarily played in any format except Commander. Um, but the, for some reason, they've never been reprinted before, and so they're $5.00. And people are saying, oh, it's $5. I'm not I'm not getting that. And that's exactly what I want to see. There's no reason to not, you know, decrease these prices. And so it's always fantastic to have these um, finally within our grasp. Right. And we could go on and on. There's cards like Crop Rotation, Shamanic Revelation, Near Battlesphere, Terastodon. There, there's like lots of cards. Dualcaster Mage, Is It Charm. Codes that have been expensive in the past, but now are becoming moving into budget range like i remember we were brewing up a deck uh a while ago and i could not fit shamanic revelation in the budget it was it was a nethery moi deck and i wanted to put that in the deck because it's a good card um yeah, but it was an 80 i think there's there might be other things that have to do with not playing shamanic revelation and and uh deck with humori as the companion but yeah yeah i see where you're coming from oh not not nethery <laughs> It was another one of our creature decks. Yeah, a, a different creature deck. <laughs> that, that is true. All right, this is my genius. Um, big round of applause for me. It it says um, the word creature. 
It says the word creature. It's a okay, creature it's and spirit. How about that? Definitely not our Nethroian Moi deck. It was another one of our green creature decks, but I could not fit it in the budget due to its suboptimal price. And yeah, there are there are some sweet reprints. Downshifting is always the thing that we like. Oh yeah. Popo is cool. Yeah, we're seeing crib swap in Popper now. Um a bunch of cards in Popper. It's cast uh, down. Cast down now in Cast down, yeah. Uh, it's always just nice to see cards getting cheaper. Oh, Frogify is now in Papa. That's kind of notable. Just toning something into a 1-1. Hey, Ezra, you remember a card that's sort of similar to Frogify that I'd give like to give a shout-out to? It's uh, a creature. It's a frog. Frog. Uh, Great Hope Behemoth. <laughs> Looks like a frog. Almost. It's an Omnibian. We've talked about this card before. Oh, this is just another shout out for Omnivian because it has another. Yeah, it's, like it's a near and dear place in my heart, kind of like Sasaya Orochi Ascendant. <laughs> um, yeah, Om- Omnivian is one green, green, blue for a three-three creature frog. It has tap. Target <laughs> creature becomes a frog with base power and toughness three-three until end of turn. Was this in our twenty-five under twenty-five cents? Uh, I I believe it was yes. That was so along card. with oh, uh, along with Ty. Uh, I, I, was the what did we decide the correct pronunciation of that card was? Kaisis. 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 Oh, that's a episode two. If you've been listening since then, applause. I'm surprised we haven't scared you away yet. Okay, our next. Oh, oh, there's that too. Belduvian Rage. That is a card that. I've oh, been yeah. wanting for my uh, feather deck for a while, and, but it's been like a dollar, and it's actually the cold snap printing was dollar sixty three, and now maybe I can get it. It's now a common, but Zendikar Rising, the next set, we got our first look at Zendikar Rising at the comic oh Gen Con online. No, it was comic Comic Con at home online. And so, Mark Rosewater, head designer for Magic the Gathering, he hosted a panel, and he told us a lot of things, most of things that we already knew, but still cool. It is confirmed to be a land set, so yay, more lands. Who didn't expect it? Yeah, Maybe we'll get a, a fetch land reprint. Yeah, um, Maybe. <laughs> maybe fetch lands, except the fact that... Um, he said that there's going to be six dual lands <laughs> that he's wanted to put in a set for a very long time. What type of mm. dual land cycle has six cards in it? They're always five or ten, right? If you're going to do all the allies or the um, enemies. What is your theory on this? Um, I, well, I could not tell you. You Okay, well... <laughs> Anyways, we have absolutely no idea. We're also getting full art basic lands. I believe they're going to be in every pack. And those are the only basic lands from the set. So, full art. Yay. Woo! Full art. Okay, so there are three mechanics in Zendikar Rising. There's a new one that's actually a twist on an older popular theme, and it's changed in a way that it works better on Zendikar. I bet it's proliferate. (laughs) It's probably proliferate. Something with tokens. That's fair. Like turning tokens into lands. Or something something similar. I okay, that's just what I'm making my call on. 
because all the planeswalkers are gone, which means they oh from standard, they're all gonna rotate. So that means they can finally make proliferate or it's something in this way. I'm not actually sure. Uh, there are also two more mechanics, both of which were already on a pre uh, on a previous Zendiko set. Uh, one of them has to be landfall. Has basically. to be landfall. It's yeah. basically going to be landfall. Trying to um, research this here, I'm not seeing. Yeah, anything. so let me look at what was in the original Zendiko box. There's no Eldrazi, so it's not Devoid. Phew. What if it's What if it's traps? Um, I don't know if I. Oh really? Wait. No, maybe it's just rally. Like it's just the allies again. I, I hope I, it's not. I, I like I allies. I yeah, but it's like they won't be good in standard, and allies have never been that great in commander. Uh, oh, maybe it's level counters. Oh, if it's level up, I love level up. That is such a great um, mechanic. I can't find sure. any many other ones. There's, so there's. I'm seeing landfall. I I'm think, seeing uh, quests. I so think like we should counters. leave the speculation until a few few weeks from now. I'll say that's true. We haven't heard very much about the set, but we've got more about Zendikar Rising. You know, next to nothing. Okay, a bunch of legendary creatures from Zendikar are returning. One of them is confirmed to be in another color. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, those draft boosters feature artwork from Jace, Nahiri, and Nissa. So, so those are the three commanders that we know: Jace, Nissa, and Nahiri. And there was a leak. I think, from... yeah. I this I don't know if this is a completely confirmed leak, but this uh, might be. That. It's pretty confirmed. It's the same person who correctly, who word for word, uh, had the no set of the ancient way correct from the last set. So, all right. And this one came early, so I'm guessing this one's real. We can read this, Nissa. Uh, <laughs> wizard, don't come after us, please. <laughs> this new Nissa is actually Golgari. So Nissa is two black and a green for Planeswalker Nissa, starting loyalty four. She has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, put a loyalty counter on Nissa. Has plus one. Untapped target land you control becomes a 3-3 elemental creature with haste and menace until end of turn that's still a land. I like that it's not permanent, like Nissa who shakes the world. That's good. And then minus 5, put a creature with converted mana cost less or equal to, or equal to or less than the number of lands you control from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield under your control with 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. That's a lot of words. Basically, reanimate something with less lands. Then put two things on it. I guess it can come from your hand. All I heard was the words Golgari and land. Yeah. Get Rog. Hooray. I think this mm. is gonna go into a lot of Jund lands and Golgari lands decks. Oh, certainly in Lord Windgrace decks. Lord and... Windgrace, yeah. Get Rog monster or anything of the sort. Uh, yeah, seems like that seems like a reasonable assumption to make. We also got some art, which some of them feature Hedrons, which makes me hope there's no Eldrazi, even though they said there are no Eldrazi. I guess it's just like the Hedrons are left over from before, but... That seems very plausible. Okay, well, there's also these things called set boosters. So let me let me look up the what these are specifically. So set boosters... They are 12 card packs, Crack Packers Rejoice, 
Now you don't have to crack draft boosters anymore. Because there is a more fun product for you now. Set boosters are... Oh, they... Normally, like, when, when... I, like, I know I like cracking packs. Just, like, opening them. Drafting is fun, but opening a pack and just seeing what's inside. It's just so much... It's just fun to do. It's like opening... It's, like, kind of like a lottery ticket, which is what we were talking about, is the double masters is now, like, the VIP boosters are, like, scratch-offs. But... Um... Some people do enjoy gambling. Yeah, okay, but anyways, I have found what the set boosters are. So, there are 14 cards total. 12 of them are magic cards. The first one is the art slot. The first slot in the thing. It's like the Modern Horizon art cards, except instead of 54 art cards, there are 81. You also have a 5% chance of it being gold stamped with a signature of the artist. Which is also super neat. Uh, then there's the land slot, which is most of the time going to be a basic land. 15% of the time it will be foil. And then there are connected commons and uncommons, which are basically, you're, you're just your bread and butter. There's six of them. Slots 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 are all, they say they're all connected. So it must kind of be like jumpstart. Where they like show off a specific mechanic or a character or a creature type uh, or part of the story, and then there are different like percentages for the rarities. I don't think that'll matter too much. But then there is the fireworks section. So the beginning was the welcome section. Now there's the fireworks section. Section there was the head toner slot is slot nine, which means it's going to be a visually interesting looking card. You say it might be a showcase or a card that's a cool element of the set that we haven't talked about yet, which I'm excited for. And then there are ten in, slots, ten and eleven are wild card rarity slots. That's basically literally could be anything. And then there's the big finish, which is uh, slot twelve is rare slash mythic. That's the same as the last, uh, the last thing before the foil and land and stuff in the normal draft boosters and then there's a foil slot so you get a foil in every pack and then the epilogue which uh which is 75 percent time the time it's just a token or it's the ad code which is just like it's in everything but 25 percent of the time that will be a code from the list which the list the list yeah so it's basically like mystery booster and so, you know how we had that Planeswalker stamp in the bottom left? They're going to do that, but there's going to be 300 cards that they're reprinting. So it's technically, I guess, a reprint. Does not make them standard legal, but they can pull them from anywhere. And you might have a chance of getting a very good card. But they teased three cards from the list. Number one, Muscle Sliver. Okay, sure. Number two, Cloud Goat Ranger. Sure. <laughs> Number three, Pact of Negation. Ooh. That is interesting. Yeah, so they're like the first two are just like man, and then you see Pact of Negation, you're like, woo! Reprints. It like piques your interest. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be pretty cool. They estimate that these are going to be one dollar more than a normal booster, which is lame. They should just be the same price, but 
still very cool. I do like this new product. I think it's going to be a big hit among younger players and pack crackers. Also, Wizards just dropped an article about like five minutes ago that I missed and was not in our outline. Where to find Amonkhet remastered previews? Those so Amonkhet. I think I think uh, I think we should let's let's leave this one for the future and uh, move along here. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah, well, no. I just was just gonna. You can give us schedule. a schedule. If you if you guys want sure, to go see, go ahead. they start on August tenth. That's like a week away. It's okay. We'll we'll record and we'll probably have another episode by then. But um. Basically, Hopefully. none of these matter, except... <laughs> Guess who they gave a preview? Who? You're never going to believe this. Who? <laughs> Forbes. Forbes, the Ooh. business company. Forbes, who, who manages the list of billionaires, is getting Magic the Gathering Almond Get Remastered previews. That is hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. And there's also... Whoa! CBR.com news website is also getting it. It's hilarious. Why? Why would you? Why? Just why? I wonder if they have anything at all magic together. Yeah, and then they. Well, let me give some more info on Amonkhet Remastered. Uh, there's going to be 338 cards from Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation. They're going to be obtainable in boosters, yeah. limited events, and through crafting. It seems like they actually do have a good amount of magic content. Yeah, they will be focusing on making an interesting, repeatable, limited player experience and provide support for historic and eventually pioneer-constructed formats. You heard that right. They are eventually bringing Pioneer to Magic Arena. Super cool. Uh, And let's let's move on here. We still have some more more New Horizons to get through. Um, Another really big one that we have to get through, really... Um, there's a BNR announcement that stands for banned and restricted, and boy have things gotten banned and restricted. Um, <laughs> in standard, wilderness reclamation is banned. Rose spiral is banned. Teferi time raveler is banned, and cauldron familiar is banned. Um, banned. All of yeah, let's just go through cards. all of them. Just go through all of them. Uh, you want to list them all off first? Well, yeah. Let, why don't you finish reading through all the band codes, and then we can discuss sure. them. Uh, in Pioneer, Inverter of Truth, Kethis, The Hidden Hand, Walking Ballista, and Underworld Breach, all banned. Historic. Banned. Wilderness Reclamation, and Teferi Time Raveler, suspended. In Brawl, Teferi Time Raveler. Banned. Um, whole lot of Teferi. Um, yeah, that's that's all of our the banner restriction announcement, or the banner restriction announcement, and there's quite a few of them. Uh, this is make is going to make a huge huge impact in Standard and Pioneer, where Wilderness Reclamation decks were the most popular deck in the format. Um, Teferi Time Raveler was a very powerful card, and Cauldron Familiar was also the core of Black, Red, and Jun Sacrifice decks uh, that I think Ezra knows a little bit more about than me. So, yeah, I can talk about Rakdos Sax. So, although I did like that deck, and that was my standard deck before yesterday, um, 
that engine was mainly running on, yeah, it was Witch's Oven, Cauldron Familiar, and Mayhem Devil. And basically, it makes aggro dead. You can't play aggro against Rakdosak, because anything with 102 toughness just dies. Because every time you loop Cat Oven, then you get two pings. And so with Wilderness Reclamation, uh, not Wilderness Reclamation, Mayhem Devil, you can deal uh, basically two damage. So you just kill all of their creatures. It's impossible to win. My win rate, because I do have a statistic tracker, I think my win rate against Mono Red was 100% in like eight games. <laughs> because Mono Red could not do anything against Mayhem Devil. And it, as if you don't somehow get like. Anax and Embercleave before my engine's online, then you're just dead. So, um, I can see why Cauldron Familiar got banned. The rest of the three were basically just early rotation, but if those three got banned, they're pretty degenerate. Cat was illegal. Cauldron Familiar, Jund, and Rakdosak were just going to be the best decks in the format, and uh, it's not what they want. And so now we get to look at a lot of Nightpack Ambusher, a lot of Ugin. A lot of Nissa, and a lot of Yorvo, Lord of Garenbrig. I think there's one other, one other uh, archetype that may be strong and standard. Oh yeah, yeah, Anax Embercleave. Yeah, <laughs> Mono Red can finally breathe again. So yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, and Rotting Register for the next six weeks. That's gonna be fun. Uh, uh yeah, in Pioneer, um, Pioneer has been a essentially just a combo centric format for the past while. I'll say. Yep. Um, and the, the main combos were Inverter of Truth and Thassa's Oracle, Walking Ballista and Heliod, and Underworld Breach combos. There's a few different yeah, lines there. Well, most of them were... Most of Lotus Storm. Lotus, yeah. Lotus, Lo yeah, Lotus, uh, Lotus Field? Yeah, Lotus Field. Yep, Lotus Field and Twiddle and Underworld Breach. Oh, Hidden, Hidden Strings was the oh, yeah. that they used. And then the, the, Kethis combo, uh, um, walk, yeah, basically Kethis, they were Mox Amber, Daring Archaeologist, uh, yeah. No, not Daring Archaeologist, um, the other one. Oh, yeah, not Daring Archaeologist. Daring Archaeologist is the white No, no, card. yeah, Daring Archaeologist is a white card. Diligent Excavator. That's it. Um, anywho, there were four good combo decks, uh, yes. In Demir and Voto, Kethis four color Kethis combo, mono white devotion with mocking ballista, Heliod, and Lotus Breach. All four of those just gone. They didn't even like try to like ban a piece out of it. They just banned the enabler, and then the just the deck is just dead. Like there's no more breach. There's no more Kethis. There's no more Invoto Truth. Mono white is still probably fine, but it's not going to be good. And so now. I guess there is kind of one pseudo combo deck left in the meta, which is Nave Delight, but no one plays Pioneer anyways. So until it makes it to I, would, I wouldn't call Nave Delight a combo deck. Yeah, More maybe it's a, not a combo. A, deck. a very value centric. Value deck. oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so people are expecting that and Spirits to kind of take over the meta now, but I don't think anyone's really playing Pioneer right now in a world yeah. where you it might feels as well like just be. Right. Everyone's on standard and you know anything else you can play on on MTG online. Well, no one, no one's really playing Moto for Pioneer because you might as well play Historic. They're very similar. Oh yeah, right. And I think 
if you're you're using Moto, if you want to play Commando, or you want to do Vintage Cube, like those are the reasons why people are playing on Moto. Uh, I mean, uh, also like Modern Legacy Popper. Yeah, that's true. You can you know, yeah, because you can't play those on the other Eternal formats. Yeah, you could play Eternal formats, but because Historic is just Pioneer with a little bit less cards, and also the meta game is much healthier. Except for Muxus. Oh, I hate Muxus. I do not like goblins right now, but... Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, historic. Wilderness Reclamation suspended. Teferi suspended. Basically, now Teferi has been banned from Arena. You can't play Teferi anymore. Which I'm glad, because I don't Teferi like Teferi. Teferi is just a painful card. It's just painful, but uh, Wilderness Reclamation, yeah, Team Erec was the best deck in the format, and Teferi was a pain in the butt, so I think those are good. Um, the only thing that I would have liked is if, I don't know, Goblins isn't out of control, but at some Goblins point... Goblins is just I, a good deck. Just because it beats yeah. your deck doesn't mean it's out of control. That, no, Goblins has I'm a terrible joking. win rate against my deck, but... I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah it, Goblins yeah, is is pretty good, I'll say. No, Goblins is a good deck. If you basically the reason why my deck beats Goblins is because I play well, I play Transmogrify combo, uh, trans, uh, Transmogrify hoof. But uh, the reason why my deck is fine against it is because it normally wins before they drop Muxus. The one game I did lose is where they did the Tone Three Muxus thing. It's Oof. Tone One Scope Prospector, Tone Two uh, Goblin Instigator. And then Tone 3, Sack Them All, and Three Mountains, Muxus. And then they Muxist with uh, Cranko. I think it was they hit four goblins. It was Cranko, Chieftain. Um, so, in short, you lost, basically. Cranko, Chieftain, the, the War Chief. Yes, lots of goblins. Muxus is a very strong code. and But I don't think, I don't think it's a deck that needs to get banned. I mean, if it oh, goes no. out of control... It, it just never runs out of card advantage. Like, normally Mono Red, that's its issue, is it runs out of card advantage. But because of stuff like Ringleader and Matron, you just never run out of anything. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good analysis there. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good deck. Brawl, I, Brawl no, is mm. it's a weird format. I don't think there's too much to say about it, other than uh, a Teferi in the deck is probably a little worse than a Teferi in the hand. Well, Teferi in the command zone is just not okay, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Blue-white control, it's just not... The whole point of Brawl is you're having fun, and then Teferi just like, no. And uh, from what I've heard from Brawl enthusiasts on Reddit, it's just all canon now, so... Yay, I guess. Question mark? Now that Brawl is... <laughs> yeah, now that Brawl is any day, every day, which they should have done one year ago... Anyways, um, yeah, let's get into our treasured find. My uh, treasured yeah. find is supply and demand. So this is a split card from Dissension. And it is severely underplayed. It is barely played in any decks. A lot of I've noticed a lot of the split cards are. And I think because split cards, for whatever reason, just them being sideways, when you look at them, you just don't look at them closely, and you're just like, yeah, whatever. This code, I only care about one of the sides. I I'll read both, but supply is the first side. Supply is X green and a white for sorcery. It says create X 1-1 sapling creature token. So note, this one doesn't have fuse, 
so you can't cast both sides, only one of the sides. So supply is basically you could pay eight mana for six tokens, or four mana for two tokens. It's just not a good rate, and at sorcery speed, it's just not a good card. However, I am looking at this demand side, which is one white and a blue. For a sorcery, search your library for a multicolored card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. This is a three-mana tutor, essentially. Now, I think this is... It, it is definitely a strong card. It is it's only being played... A little in, conditional. Yeah, it's being played in 322 decks. It is conditional, but some of the strongest cards ever printed oh, yeah. are multicolored. Uh, so, listing off from EDF... Let me, I can do this. I got it up. Um, EDH, Rec, Rank, sorting uh, two or greater colors uh, in Commander. Cards like Anguished Unmaking, Merciless Eviction, Utter End, Mortify, Putrefy, Boros Charm, Mirari's Wake, Assassin's Trophy, Deathrite Shaman, Tatiova, Benthic Druid, El Domri's Call, Coiling Oracle, Growth Spiral, Absence Pilgrim. So those cards I listed, they do everything. It's removal, it's ramp, it's card draw, it's uh, mana doubling. Um, so, yeah. So in short, uh, if you have the right cards in your deck and the right colors in your deck, then this is a three mana tutor. Uh, and three mana tutors are typically pretty good, I'll say. Uh, yes. So the only limitation is that this is in Bant, so you need to be playing white, blue, and green in your deck. But I think you put this in a deck like Hullen, or a deck like Ramos. Um, I think I think so. I think... Um, oh, Niv is it For 30 cents, I, right. I don't see where you can go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously no demonic true, but it's 30 cents. Yeah, even in the situation where demand doesn't get what you need, which it should be able to get what you need... Supply is a perfectly good rate. Um, yeah, I mean, Supply is a really solid card, especially in a tokens-type deck. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much more there is to be said about it. Yeah. Um, except for the fact that Supply is similar to uh, a recently printed card in Guilds of Ravnica, March of the Multitudes. Which is X green white white with convoke and it's create X one one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. So a similar card that's you know pretty solid and printed recently uh, to kind think, of to dictate the power level. It just it's a good card. Let me let me put it that way. Right. I think much of the multitudes. Has, it might have the, the edge. The yeah. Because the convoke, I think that's what's putting it over the edge, and the creatures out the soldiers have lifelink, but. Anyways, why don't you go for your treasured find? Uh, sure, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, my treasured find is a card I just stumbled across. But I'm, I think I'm, I haven't playtested, but I think it's, I'm pretty fond of it. Um, it's two red red for a 4-4 four, four creature with flying. It's Avaricious, Avar, Avaricious Dragon. Um, yeah, it's a dragon. Uh, it ha it has flying. It's four 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 four, which is a pretty good rate. Oh, that has a lot of fours. Four 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 four. Four of them. It's avaricious. I looked. It avaricious. <laughs> we do lots of pronunciation lookups. Yes, avaricious dragon. Uh, yeah. So this is the important part. At the beginning of your draw step, draw an additional card, and at the beginning of 
your end step, discard your hand. Um, so I think that, you know, it's pretty well known that Midnight Oil is not a very good card. Um, Midnight Oil being sort of similar in that you get to draw an additional card in each of your uh, draw steps, and you have to discard your hand at a certain point in time. Um, but I really like this, especially in red decks with a some amount of lack of card advantage, like a Cranko deck. Um, I really like it. Like, if this doesn't get removed, you get to draw every draw step, and with a Cranko deck, you have a large, large mass of 1 to 3 mana creatures and instant sorceries. Like Cranko's Command, that just make a couple goblins, you can play both of those, end your turn, no cards to discard, you're just drawing two cards every turn, which is an incredibly powerful effect. Uh, for four mana in red, I, I don't hate it. And it's 87 cents, so. Um, well, I just read this article again, turns out we missed something. Um, there were just new bannings, which is great. Um, Rune Halo was just banned. When? Like, five hours ago, apparently. They did it in a non... It was in their state of the game. That's, like, a really weird place to put it. But, uh, Rune Halo is being banned in Brawl. So, that's... Yeah, true. I think giving yourself... I don't know why they did that. said effective uh, August 13th. You do not get wild cards for banned to the cards standard, banned in the standard brawl banned list and yep. And then brawl Gideon's list. intervention with and Rune Halo were banned in historic brawl. Probably due to the fact that they just counter commanders. I think it's it's a little awkward and a little weird to frame it like this, but um, it's reasonable, I suppose. I don't think it's super important to uh, anything at all or what we're talking about. Currently. Oh, 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 that too. Uh, oh, that happened. Meddling Mage got banned in Historic Brawl. I'm just yeah. I think that's the, the same the same idea here. Yeah, it's Doesn't, just it just hurts your opponent a lot. Yeah. Um, especially because Brawl in um Arena is one v one. It's just like not not fair. Yep. All right. Let's. Um. Are we are we finished with our we are lengthy new horizons. It. Yeah, that was like the longest. I'd new say horizons I'd call this this episode a new horizons with a side of commander design. <laughs> All right, let's get back into our next mechanic in our commander design lab is transform. So we have Ulrich Kralen Horde champion. Um, really quick, really quick. Let me uh, transform. Uh, just clarifying what it is. Transform oh, yeah. is a. It's it it's fairly old. It was in a couple sets. Innistrad was the Innistrad, mostly. Um, Return to Innistrad. Oh, Shadows of Innistrad. Innistrad block. And then uh, Exelon. And also Origins, actually. And then one card in M19. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll take your word for that. Um, I'm pretty yeah, so sure that was it's, it's, It means the card flips over. And yeah. um, there are no commanders that represent this. And Ulrich was one of the legendary creatures that already existed that transformed, and so he thought, why not make a transform commander? Go ahead, Azar. Okay, so Ulrich, Kralen Horde champion, is two red and a green for a 4-4 legendary creature human werewolf. When this creature enters the battlefield or a permanent you control transforms, create a 2-2 green wolf creature token. 
At the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast last turn, transform Old Witch Crowlinhor Champion. Uh, and it transforms into Old Witch One with Night, legendary creature werewolf. Whenever a wolf you control dies, transform all humans you control. At the beginning of your upkeep, if no spells were cast last oh, if two, sorry, if two or more, if two or more spells were cast this turn, yeah, then transform Ulrich one with night. So the idea that it's kind of confusing the way we worded it, but basically you're gonna make wolves, and then when you transform when you when your wolves die, you transform all of your humans into werewolves. It's I don't know if we did the best design on this one, but it yeah, is this cool, one this it, one is one we'd love to hear what you listeners have to say. Right. Um, so it's a little tricky. We don't want to have too many words. We don't have too few words. Yeah. Oh, and that is two two sides. So old rich is the back side. The old rich side. one with night. One with night. They both, oh, wait, both did old you rich. say old rich? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, which one with night is the back side? All right. Why don't you do our next mechanic? Uh, sure. Death touch. Um. Similar-ish things with Death Touch uh, in Hepatra, Vizier of Poisons, sort of Death Touchy, but it's really a minus one, minus one counter commander. Right. I think I would compare it more to the Vraska Swarm's Eminence. Yeah, Vraska Swarm's Eminence uh, is a perfect um, Death Touch commander, but the issue here is it's not a commander, it's a Planeswalker. Uh, and only legendary creatures, with the exception of a few planeswalkers, can be your commander. Planeswalkers, legalist commanders, do it. Uh, we just want a test trial for like a month. Sure. Uh, be fun. I don't see that being an issue for us, as we are making cards. Yeah. And so, we have uh, a commander. Hapatra, Venom Vizier. For two black-green, you get a 3-3 legendary creature, human cleric. And... She says, creatures you control with death touch have all creatures able to block this creature do so. Uh, and you can pay three black green to create a 1-1 one, one green snake creature token with death touch. Um, so we have the, oh, what's the card? We were talking about this. Uh, Okrin Assassin. Okrin Assassin. Uh, Okrin Assassin text that makes creatures block it with death touch, forcing some death of your opponent's creatures. Um, so we thought that was a really interesting kind of idea and design. So uh, we thought, why not make it creature with death touch you control? Um, right. Yeah, and then we just tacked on a create a one on green snake creature token with death touch because it, I think it ties it together and it gives a, without that last line, it feels like okay and this uh adds the line of text that it needs to be a full-fledged commander i'd say yeah okay so one thing i want to know is that all the all creatures able to block this creature do so um it doesn't kill every single one of their creatures it only kills the like let's say i swing with a one one snake and then they block with all of their creatures i only get to choose one of them yeah i've, I've had arguments over this try. Yeah. Um, it death touch says any amount of damage dealt by this creature is enough to destroy a blocking creature or something or something like that. So it's any right. amount of damage is enough to destroy, but uh, zero is not an amount of damage. It is no damage, and so it does not kill the creature. Yeah. 
So it, it doesn't really have anything to do with that. It just has to do with if it's blocked by multiple creatures, then the attacker gets to choose which order. Yeah, it chooses it chooses one creature to to destroy. Right, and if it was like a four four and it was getting blocked by a three three and a one one, then it would kill them both. Yeah. Right. But um, also, if it was blocked by a one one, a one one, a one one, and a five five, then you could have it deal one damage to the first one, one damage to the second one, damage to the third one, and then one damage. To the 5-5, five five, which then kills it. Yeah. Um, and another rules clarification. Um, with multiple triggers like this, or replacement effects, right. that force the creature to be blocked, say you have three snakes with death touch, that all say all creatures have to block it. Um, your opponent's creatures that are being attacked need to block. But if there's, say, there's three cre creatures with death touch attacking them, they get to choose how all of their creatures block the three creatures right. divided however they choose. So say you have three one ones and they have a five five a four four and a three three, they could block all three on one of the one ones and then you would only get to kill the five five and they'd keep the four four and the three three. Yep. Okay, our next oh, our last and final mechanic is addendum. Doesn't have the keyword addendum, but is instance cast during your main phase. We have Lavinia, Supreme Judge, three white blue for a four four legendary creature, human soldier, protect. Oh, sorry, not protection. Hexproof from red, and instant spells you cast during your main phase have rebound. And rebound is if you cast that spell from your hand, uh, exile it as it resolves. And at the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast that spell from exile without paying its mana cost. So essentially, you're casting it, and then it'll come back next turn, but it's not immediately doubled. Comes back one time, so. So you cast an opt, which is an instant for one blue during your main phase. You cast it, it resolves, it gets exiled on your next upkeep. You get to cast opt again without paying its mana cost during your upkeep. Yep. So I feel like this would be a very powerful commander. I don't know if we mean oh, this too powerful. Um, but I think it's building. probably fine, seeing as things like Elsha exist. Right. Um, I think it's probably somewhere on the power level of Elsha of the Infinite. And Elsha's a good commander, so I think this is definitely be a good commander, but maybe not insane. Yeah, maybe not broken. But, you know, let us know. I think uh, that's that's the best thing we can ask you guys, uh, you listeners, to do um, is, you know, what do you what do you think? Give us feedback. Yeah, you can shoot us an email at youngpyrocast at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, concerns. Also, please leave us a review in iTunes. Uh, Send us a voice message in Anchor. Yes, you can There's do that. Infinite uh, opportunities. You can join our Discord. Yeah, there's lots of stuff down in the description. Oh, we yeah. had oh that that as um oh done um hold on I we have a shout out I want to we're we're doing shout outs for five star reviews so. Let me let me check out this. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Basically, <laughs> I take back what I just said. But uh, go leave us a five star review. It really helps out. Or just it doesn't even you don't even have to write a review. Just giving us a five star rating really helps. Um. Well, yeah. Really, I think the best thing, I think personally, the best thing you can do for us is just listen and enjoy. And if you do enjoy, we would appreciate it. Um. Yeah. We're just glad you're listening. Really. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back, hopefully, hopefully next yeah. week. 
I know uh, towards the end of August, I our family is going on a road trip, so we will have to miss a couple weeks there. You, you, but Miles and Charlie will probably record an episode then. Yep. Anyways, thank you for thank listening. You for we will see you. Yeah, we will see you next time. Next week. Hopefully next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.